Hello and welcome to the podcast Big Thoughts, Small Sides, where I interview some of the best coaches in the game to delve into their coaching minds and find their use of small-sided games in their elite performance environment. Today's interview is with former Premier League defender, Everton first-team caretaker manager and current Everton Academy director, David Unsworth. Having played in the most known league in world football, with over 400 career appearances, as well as managing Everton and Preston North End first teams on an interim basis, David provides a glimpse of what it really looks like to compete at the top of the Premier League consistently and how small-sided games continue to help him achieve this. This should be a really intriguing and thought-provoking conversation. Before we jump into the conversation, if you would like to follow the journey of the Big Thoughts Small Sides podcast and blog, follow my WordPress blog page, Big Thoughts Small Sides. Without further ado, here's the interview. So do you use small-sided games within your environment? And if so, yes, ha- how often? Yeah. Uh, how often we would probably uh, use them most days on various sizes. So um, normally what I would class with a, as a small-sided game is probably a double penalty box sized, maybe 6v6, 7v7. But also we, you can also class maybe half a pitch um, that's coned off down the sides of the penalty box as a seven v seven as a as a small sided game as well that you would probably incorporate maybe a little bit bigger sizes so eight v eight nine v nines in that sort of size pitch. But yeah, we we normally we normally use small sided games double box size or half pitch size. Um, you know, more, certainly you know every other day. Yeah, yeah, great. That's that's really good. Um, so, what do you believe the benefit of the small sided games are for your team and and environment? Obviously, it might depend. Okay, so, you've said the, the yeah. Non- so, so every every concept of football is in a small sided game. Um, other than um, you know the high high distance uh, volume that you would get from maybe strikers, wide players, and fullbacks now. Um, so everything is increased in speed. So your, your touch has got to be perfect. The speed of play has got to be good. You can limit touches, so you can play one touch, two touch, uh, three touches, uh, and everything is 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 happens a lot faster and a lot quicker uh, with small sided games. So um, you, you you can coach within the game. You can set up your team in shape. Uh, so there's just because it's a smaller pitch doesn't mean to say you don't have the discipline of a formation in, a t- in, in, in how you shape your team. You can still do that, but obviously everything is done a lot in a, a lot you know more rapid speed. Uh, there's more one v ones. There's more uh, shooting opportunities. Um, you know, playing the penalty box and more defending one v one. So it, it's it, everything is sped up. Uh, you play for a limited amount of time because the pace is so ferocious. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Apart from on the ball purposes, why else would you use small sided games? Is it stuff like the team building side of it, a bit of enjoyment at the end of a session? Yeah, I mean, I think I think every footballer wants to finish every session with a game. Yeah, uh, a competitive match where there's a winner and a loser. And I think for a young boy, all the way up to top elite level Premier League players, are exactly the same. They always want to finish with a, a competitive game, 
Um, and what you can do within small sided games is you can build a session up, and you could, but then you've still got the elements of a game at the end of every session. And I, I think from a coaching point of view, for every level really, I think it's always important, especially when you, you know, sort of early on in the week and midweek, that you finish with a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm just going to ask you a, a bit of a question here, David. What what badge have you got? Have you, have you got your pro license? Is it? Or yeah, I've got my uh, all my licenses, every single one. I've got the B license, A license, uh, coaching awards, and uh, pro license as well. Perfect. So I'm currently undertaking my B license, and they've okay. ca- they've kind of touched on the small side of games aspect. But throughout your coaching journey on the courses, did the tutors highlight this as a useful training method, or is it something? that's just recognised within day-to-day coaching? I think, I think. Um, I mean, I, I did all my coaching courses in Scotland yeah. and I think we didn't really um, incorporate small-sided games as, as, a, as a coaching tool. I just think it's accepted yeah. that yeah. Uh, small-sided games increase the speed and the technical ability of, of teams and I think there's so many different variations of a small sided game there's not one concept like I said you can have um, you know certain various size pitches uh, moving up probably I'd say the maximum size of a small sided game would probably be half a pitch but I think it's just recognised amongst all teams and coaches that that's just something that you can uh, coach within a small-sided game. Yeah, yeah, great that, yeah. Um, so do, do you believe that they can be translated into the bigger game? And if so, why? Yes, I do. Um, certainly at the level we're talking about, yeah. Premier League, elite-level footballers, international footballers that we're aspiring, aspiring to produce, everything's done at great speed. So your technical ability has got to be outstanding. So your first touch, your second touch, playing small-sided game, um, your speed of thought, thinking passes ahead. Certainly, that's certainly you know something that elite players do. The the, the speed of thought, you know, using limited touches, playing one touch. If you've ever seen elite players play a small-sided game, one touch. It's phenomenal. Yeah. The pace is so fast. Uh, and, and defenders now are so good. So you've got to do things quickly with limited touches. And, and the speed of the game has never been so fast as it is now that everything that you do within a small-sided game, when you're talking about a lot of bodies, so there's no point doing a small-sided game if it's 2v2 or 3v3. That's their specific drills. But as soon as you start going to 5v5, 6v6, the speed of which all the aspects, the technical side, um, the physical side, everything is quickened up to elite level. And when you have elite players within that and then you limit touches, uh, the speed is incredible. And and like I said, the, the speed of Premier League football now has never been faster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Um, so you've you've hinted that small sided games come around like every other day, but where where about in priority list of training methods would they come? Are they right up there with you know you find that they're real beneficial or are they down uh, the bottom? I, I think um, 
I think they are a tool at a coach's disposal that, that they're always there. They're always something to fall back on. Um, you, like I said, you can you can build up a session. I think it's really important for coaches to build sessions, you know, up from the start and then finish with a small-sided game. Um, I, I think it's just something. I think the small-sided games are, are are a tool that coaches will always go because that you, there's so many different variations and, and drills that you can do within them as well. Yeah. And like I said, every player wants to always finish with a game that is fast, quick, frenetic, goal-scoring opportunities, defensive opportunity, defending opportunities, everything. A midfielder's playing, you know, with lots of bodies in a small area, so their decision-making's faster. So goalkeepers are getting, you know, lots of repetition of shots. So I think small-sided game caters for every position and every unit of football and I think a good coach will always have a repertoire of different small-sided games that is in his toolbox. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so, do you believe that? We're, obviously, we're talking about you know the age groups that you've coached. That you're talking that at the elite level. So, do you believe that the small-sided games have benefit for technical and tactical development, even at that elite elite level? Technical, 100%. Uh, the tactical level, um, at the elite level, probably not as much. I mean, you do set your team up, you know, in, in shape. Um, but I think when you're talking about, you know, coaching a first team, you know, uh, the skill of a manager then is to shape his team, you know, on the bigger pitch. And there's bigger areas to cover. Um, and, and obviously, you know, whatever formation that that manager's philosophy lies under, you know, I think a good coach can always coach at 11 v 11. I think at younger ages and for a good trading hit where it's speed, it's big acceleration, deceleration, sprint distances, uh, technical ability, limited touches, I think that's more important with small-sided games. The tactical side, probably at the elite level, not so much, but certainly uh, at a a younger, anything under that, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bit of a deeper question now. What, what, what's your key reasoning for using small-sided games? Like, like, what's the why behind them? Uh, Just the speed. I would say the speed of play, the and the ability to use limited touches. And the repetition of one v ones, goal scoring opportunities, uh, and the fact that you can um, use different sizes of small sided games. So um, it, it, it's a little, it gets a little bit of everything. But I would probably say uh, the speed of play and the, the technical side of using limited touches at great speed. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of, it, in a way, it does reflect that match game scenario, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't get the distance covered. Yeah. And the the high speed running that you do um, in in a ninety minute eleven v eleven game, but you get everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get the sharp, you get the sharpness as well. So sharpness for strikers, sharpness for defenders. You know, I think I think when you. Coming, when players come back from an injury, 
you always look at them in small-sided games and you can tell that the sharp the sharpness isn't there yeah you know they might take an extra touch they might you know give the ball away more often they might not be able to get the shot off and uh, um, as quickly because the touch isn't right the defender might not be able to just get there when he's blocking a shot so I think for sharpness of players as well coming back from injury small small sided games are fantastic yeah yeah kind of leads quite nicely into my next question that so what type of player do you believe benefits the most from the small sided games and why so kind of is it your number 10 who's constantly on the ball or a defender in 1v1 scenarios yeah I, w- I would probably say it, it would suit the more attacking player so certainly strikers um, can you hear me there, Ryan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I, I keep going in and out of reception. I'm just on the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah, certainly strikers, goalkeepers, obviously for repetition. It's a, it's a good, um, it's a good one for defenders that getting blocks in and the position. Um, I think it's great for you know both boxes really. You know the attacking third and the defensive third midfielders playing with limited touches I mean something I always do with my central midfielders is play two touch with them in small sided games so I may give defenders a free play I may give strikers free play but I always try to limit my central midfielders to uh, two, one or two touches yeah. because I think the pace is that frenetic that it gets them used to that um, you know, hectic area of the pitch where there's always a lot of bodies. Yeah, no, I was going to say that must link perfectly into what it's like in a game for them. Yeah, definitely. So, does playing small sided games align with the club philosophy? So, for example, so I'm a massive Everton fan. So, would say if I watched a small sided game in training, um, and then I went and watched on a match day on a Saturday, would I see similar similar like cl- club philosophy? So, playing out from the back or playing long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely see playing out from the back. Yeah, you definitely see uh, working up the pitch. You'd see a lot of um, quick play, one and two touch play, uh, good striker movements, um, and, and yeah, you would see. You wouldn't see the full philosophy. So, uh, but you certainly would see uh, pressing football if you're a pressing team. Um, you know, certainly playing out from the back. Um, you know, you would see playing through midfield and and and, and a decent play in the final third. So I think I think it, it hits a lot of topics, small-sided games, and without a shadow of a doubt, it, you would see similarities in in how a team plays on a on a Saturday um, than than you would in. Um, as, as you would in the small side of the game. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you step in as a coach during small side of games, or is it more to the players to lead it? Uh, no, if I see something that I always coach from the side in the middle, and if I see um, a player that doesn't see the full picture, or maybe he's not received the ball on the half turn. Um, or, or there's a, a, a positional problem uh, or issue, I would step in. Yeah. But that would be probably in maybe a 20-minute session one or two times. Yeah. Uh, the, for the rest of the time, 
I would coach and praise and encourage from the sideline. Yeah, yeah. So what do you believe is crucial to being successful in a small-sided game? First, as a coach, kind of what are you looking for? And also as a player? I'm looking for players to get on the half turn, always looking to pass the feet quickly with limited touches and for strikers to try and get away with uh, one-touch finishes uh, and quick striker play. On the flip side of that, I'm looking for my goalkeepers to make saves. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking for my defenders to get blocks in, um, you know, all the time and good defensive shape in and around the penalty box. Yeah, 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 great to hear that. And um, I'm essential midfielders playing one and two touch. Perfect. Um, so do you use, do you ever use kind of different coaching methods when playing small-sided games? So would you ever just drive by to maybe the right back or would you stop, stand still every time? No, I would probably always shape my team up with defenders who defend, midfielders and midfielders and strikers who, who do that. I think uh, now and again when the, the numbers don't um, match perfectly, I would push a defender into midfield or vice versa, or, you know, just to make up the numbers. But I would probably shape my team up uh, in the positions that they play in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last question, David. Sorry to uh, keep pushing you for them. Fine, it's fine. Uh, so, in terms of session design, what do you consider when yeah. using small-sided games? So, you know, if you're playing, if you've got the 18s and you know you've got a team who's playing long ball at the weekend, you might make it long and narrow the pitch, or vice versa for someone who plays out for the back. Yeah, I think I think um, I, I think when you're talking about under 18s and academy uh, sessions, um, you know, clubs will always follow. Um, you know, like um, a portfolio of weeks of maybe uh, the, the session this week would be defending from the front oh, or yeah, yeah. playing so, out from yeah. the back, you know, yeah. midfield play. So there'll always be uh, a topic yeah. of, of the week that you're trying to work on. I think under 18s down, you would try and you would always incorporate that theme in your small-sided game. Yeah. That's not a problem. I think when you're talking about anything higher than that, under 23 football and first team football, you're looking at the strengths and your philosophies of what you want, but also, you know, the previous game, um, you know, what you've not done so well, and you would incorporate that in your, in your small sided game as well. So I think, and then also you would get the physical hit and the technical hit that you're looking that small sided games produce. So I think. I think under 18s and down all the way through the academy, you would always have a topic um, that you would follow, um, you know, maybe a, a six-week cycle of, of, of a topic every week or every two weeks or whatever, um, you know, philosophies that you have and, and, the, and the principles of play that you live and die with in the, in the academy. Higher than that, you're looking at a real, you know, what really driving what your philosophies are as a first team or under 23s and then you get in the technical side of speed and the technical side of limited touches and also the physical hit that you get with small sided games yeah yeah no perfect that's great david thank you so much for that what i found interesting about that conversation with david was that he found a coach can cover all aspects of football through small sided games at increased intensity this increased pace to the game makes skills become unconscious However, this differs from my coaching context as I'm working with younger players in the academies who are starting out to learn the skills, whereas he is working with pros who are refining the skills. 
highlighting the flexibility in small-sided games to cater for novices or experts. As well as this, David highlighted that there are so many different variables of small-sided games and they can be tailored to achieve a specific outcome. So selection of small-sided games needs to be thought out prior to delivery. Furthermore, David emphasised the need for coaches to have a toolbox of small-sided games and constraints for different elements of the game. Personally, I believe this comes down to experience and what might work for one coach might not work for another. So experiment and try new small-sided games and refine them until they become part of your toolbox. Finally, David signalled the increased 1v1 repetition and technical engagement with limited touches, which makes it match realistic. This can be contextualised across all age groups as a 1v1 development is crucial at all age groups. Furthermore, I am intrigued as to try and implement the core themes of mine and David's conversation, such as encouraging increased 1v1 repetitions, developing a toolbox of small-sided games and constraints through trial and error. As well as this, it gave me encouragement to know that the players at the top of the Premier League drill the basics consistently, something that is vital at the foundation phase as well, which I can implement every session. I'm looking forward to applying some of these core themes to my training in order to develop my professional repertoire. Thanks for listening to the Big Thoughts Small Sides podcast. Be sure to follow the journey on my WordPress blog and also the podcast, which you can find on Spotify and Apple Music.